Welcome to the Drum Shuffle, a podcast offering insights, perspectives, and conversations for drummers. I'm your host, Jamie Eads. Hey, how's it going out there, everybody? Welcome to the Drum Shuffle. Jamie Eads joining you as I do each and every week. This is episode 73. Hope everybody's having a great week out there. We're having a great week here. Summer is in full swing. I hope you're uh, able to get out and enjoy some of this nice warm weather and some sunshine wherever you're at. We have a fantastic episode for you today. I am going to be joined by a drummer and a filmmaker from up north of the border in Canada by the name of Cindy Goldberg. And you're going to be very interested in this documentary that she has premiering later this year. So please stay tuned after this message from our sponsor, Los Cabos Drumsticks. The best kept secret for drummers is finally out. Los Cabos Drumsticks may look like the sticks you grew up with, but these are not your father's drumsticks. Los Cabos Drumsticks is Canada's number one drumstick brand, and they are coming to a retailer near you. With operations in over 28 countries worldwide, thousands of drummers have already discovered the Los Cabos difference. Using FSC certified wood from Canada and the US, Los Cabos make the finest quality drumsticks, percussion tools, and accessories on the market. The best news, Los Cabos Drumsticks offers you a ton of choice. They have 22 individual drumstick models and 14 percussion tools, many of which are available in three different wood types, maple, white hickory, and red hickory. Red hickory comes from the center or heart of the hickory tree and has been independently proven to be both stronger and more elastic than white hickory without adding a lot of weight. While most drumstick manufacturers have shunned red hickory, Los Cabos Drumsticks has embraced it, becoming the only established stick brand in the world to offer a full line of red hickory drumsticks. To learn more about Los Cabos Drumsticks, visit them online at loscabosdrumsticks.com, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and don't forget to ask for Los Cabos Drumsticks at your favorite retailer. Dare to be different. Join the Red Hickory Revolution with Los Cabos Drumsticks. All right, guys and girls, as I mentioned earlier, we're about to be joined by Cindy Goldberg. Uh, Cindy is a drummer up in Ottawa, Canada. Uh, she also teaches at uh, the School of Rock, uh, but she started drumming later in life. Uh, th- this is not somebody that picked up drumsticks at age eight. Uh, she started drumming as an adult. Uh, and, and the story is pretty cool. A chance encounter via social media. Uh, and I found out that she was in the process of producing and directing a really cool documentary called Beat Keepers Women with Rhythm. And it is a documentary that is devoted solely to female drummers. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the drumming world, as you all know, Um oh, she's great for a girl drummer, that kind of nonsense. And Cindy is really uh, focusing on some of that stuff. Uh, And we had just a wonderful conversation, but Cindy spent quite a bit of time traveling all over Canada, all over the United States, 
interviewing some of the great female drummers in the world. Uh, and it, it, when you see the trailer for this movie, you're going to understand that, gosh, you want to see it. Uh, so I was very pleased to get Cindy on the program. So uh, please help me welcome to the Drum Shuffle, Cindy Goldberg. Hey, good afternoon, Cindy. How's it going? Excellent, Jamie. Thank you for asking. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, the weather's nice. It's finally summer. Uh, are you guys finally getting some summer up north of the border in the great white north there? Yes, it's been a, a brutal winter, a very long winter, even for Canada. So it's finally starting to warm up a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, of course, um, I am a Dream Symbols artist and a Lost Cabos drumsticks artist. And of course, the Drum Shuffle is always sponsored by Lost Cabos. And, uh, you know, in talking with, with some of my guys there at, at Lost Cabos, uh, I guess you guys had snow in like late April, right? We did. We had snow. I mean, that's not entirely unexpected, but more snow than expected. We're getting tornadoes now here. We're getting massive flooding in my city of Ottawa. So, you know, it's been a rough year. <laughs> I'm looking forward to a nice summer. Yeah, for Fingers sure. Crossed. For sure. Well, so obviously I didn't, uh, you know, ask you to come on the show to talk about the weather. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I think you've got some really cool stuff going on right now and, and we'll talk all about that. But Tell our crowd how you got into drumming and growing up and all that good stuff. All right. Well, I've been a longtime musician. I started playing piano when I was about six or seven, and I loved it. And then I got into clarinet in my early teens, studied under you know some professional musicians. I then branched into saxophone as well and some singing. So I, music was always in my life, and my mother took up drumming in her early 50s. So she was the first influence, and that's very interesting because it was the 1980s, early 90s. There were no female drummers, to my knowledge, back then. So <laughs> it was very cool being a girl in her teens, early 20s, going out to watch her mom, you know, rock it out at clubs. So That's fantastic. Uh, that, it is, yeah. It's, it really, you know, kind of spiked my interest in it. Um, but I didn't do a lot with drumming until many years later, until my 40s, when I was actually sitting in the basement and my husband at the time, <laughs> who was a great drummer, said, hey, you know, I don't think you'd be able to drum. He said, you know, I think you're good on your other instruments, but, you know, maybe you want to give it a try. It was sort of a dare. Okay. And of course, I'm, you know, I'm going to take that dare. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. So that was four years ago. And within a couple of weeks, I can tell you, I was totally hooked. I, I loved it like no other instrument, like nothing I'd done before. And I threw myself into it 110%. I, I started studying on my own with, you know, online schools and books. And then I even flew across the country to study with Mike Machine Malay, who uh, he holds the world's record for kick drumming. Okay. And we did like 40 hours in one shot. I just stayed out there near him and, and did, you know, a couple of weeks of intensive schooling and came back with a few rudiments under my belt. And, and then, I, again, I was so engaged and just so overwhelmed and passionate about this, this new venture that I... I formed my first rock band four months in. <laughs> of course you and did. That, that I mean, that's just what we do, you know? I mean, once you... Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. 
Exactly. I know. I love it. It just took over my life uh, in a great way and uh, formed that band. The band is still going today. It's changed members several times, but uh, yeah, it's going strong and Restless Soul is the name. And uh, I, yeah, I still study with different teachers. I practice hours a day, but I still consider myself an emerging drummer. You know, I'm probably 25 to 50% of where I want to be, but that's great. It's an ongoing journey. It, it is. I've been playing for 30 years now, and I still consider myself intermediate at best. So, uh, <laughs> you, you know how it goes. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it's just such an art form that, you know, it, it's, um, I, I'm having trouble finding my words. I'm just so passionate about drumming, but you know, it's, it, it's an incremental instrument, you know, I mean, you can be proficient at many different things, but until you really feel like you're great at all those different things that come together to make a great player. And, you know, I still have to work on rudiments all the time. I still have to work on tempo even sometimes, you know, uh, and and just understanding not to rush or not to drag. Um, it, it is a lifelong uh, ordeal. So, you know, I'm glad that you're you're taking it as, uh, you know, an educational journey as well. Yes, definitely. Like you say, it's an ongoing journey. And through the filming of both documentaries that I've done on drumming, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot in terms of having, you know, a, a good philosophy about ongoing learning and pushing yourself and, and taking up challenges and never shying away. And also being able to accept, you know, your, where your weaknesses or your sore spots might be and be willing to address those. And for me, often, like you say, for me, it's rudiments. Um, I, I often plowed ahead trying to learn, you know, 10 or 12 rock songs to play a gig, but then realizing later, hey, I probably needed to learn some fundamentals that I could apply to a lot of different songs. But, you know, it's never too late. And uh, sometimes I take a step back and just focus on rudiments for a couple of weeks at a time. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, you know, if, it, it, you know, I'm a big fan of fake it till you make it kind of thing. You know, there's <laughs> there's been some songs where it's like, well, yeah, you know, I know this is a really technical fill here, but, you know, what I know how to do well will will fit, um, you know, so I, th there's ways of cheating, no doubt about it. So. Tell me a little bit yeah. about your influences, you know, so starting at a later age. Um, you know, who are your big drumming influences? Well, I, my background is jazz, like jazz clarinet and, and jazz saxophone and band. So um, obviously Buddy Rich was a big influence because he was for my mom. She's a jazz drummer. So she got me into watching some of those jazz greats. Um, more recently, Dennis Chambers, I would say, was an influence. My teacher, you know, several years ago, Mike Machine Mallet, just for his power and his competence. Um, and then a whole slew of female drummers. I knew the big names like Cindy Blackman and Sheila E. and Karen Carpenter. But again, through filming my documentary, I met so many amazing and renowned female drummers that started to influence me as well. Um, there's Ellie Bertrand, there's Sarah Sauer, Dara Jane. Um, there's a few in the U.S. like Juliana Masia, Tammy Mitchell Woods, uh, and that's probably in the last year where they they start to really influence me. And I've I've taken kind of little nuggets from each one on how to improve and you know how to approach drumming and how to approach gigging and you know how to be learning throughout your lifetime. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's been an amazing experience to do that documentary because, I mean, it's not just the women, of course, it's all the men. So another big influence has been uh, Walfredo Reyes Jr. Oh, yeah. Because when I started, I've been doing a lot of Latin drumming and Latin rock over the past two years. Because that's, that's part of what my band is involved with. So he was an idol of mine and he contacted me to be in my documentary. So you can imagine, I was just like, wow, that's, that's amazing. And so spending a day with him and just soaking up every nugget he could offer was, was incredible. Yeah, I, I can only imagine, you know, and, and speaking of Latin drumming, you know, I, I just recently interviewed uh, Horacio El Negro Hernandez. And, you know, that is a whole different ball of wax is when you start seeing these guys, you know, doing clave patterns with their left foot. And it's just it'll melt your brain to watch what some of those guys can do. And, and you know, I just stand there with my mouth open going, wow, I wish I could do that, you know. Yes, absolutely. And I know that I probably, you know, the time I started, I may be able to pick on a, and eventually do a little bit of what they can do. But I'm pretty content that for the amount of time I've been drumming, I'm doing quite well. Um, but, you know, they are people to aspire to. Oh, absolutely. Exciting. You always kind of have that mountain to climb, right? Like Everest. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it goes without saying, but uh, well, it sounds like you're off to a fantastic start. Now, you've alluded to the documentary a couple of times here in our early conversation, but that's really what I'd like to focus on. Um, This documentary, and I have seen the trailer, but um, and as soon as I saw it, I reached out to you and said, you know, this is something really cool that we need to, um, you, you know, highlight on the drum shuffle. So, um, let's talk a little bit about Beat Keepers, Women with Rhythm. Um, sure. It, the movie is not out yet, but I think you're gearing up for a late summer, early fall release. Am I correct with that? Yes, I'm hoping to release it late summer, early fall, late August, early summer. I mean, early fall. It, you know, within a month or so, it, it could be ready as early as late July, but... Um, yeah, I would say by August, September, it's going to be out there. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So the, the premise of the movie is to really focus on the, the women of drumming. Uh, and, you know, obviously I have not pre-screened the film yet. Um, I'm hoping you will let me do that at some point. So I'll, I'll, I'll say please now. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, uh, sure. but all joking aside, um, this is something, you know, we've had some great female drummers on the drum shuffle, but I, I feel like it is an area, you know, that this is an instrument that let's face it is dominated by men and it shouldn't be. Um, you know, I, I'm, uh, you know, I don't know if, if I would go so far as calling myself a, a social justice warrior, you know, but I feel like, you know, time and time again, when you say who are the greatest drummers of all time? Oh, well, I can't remember his name. You know, you hear that in conversation and I just wonder why it's always assumed that the drummer of the band is going to be a dude. You know what I mean? Definitely. You always hear him, how he's going to drum. There's, there's that, that word is always used. He, him, the male drummer of a band. How is he any good? You know, there's, it's, and that, I don't think it's because people are necessarily biased. It's just what they've grown accustomed to seeing, right? It would be a rare exception yeah. to hear of, of a you know, successful band having a female drummer. So, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, just going back to some of my former guests on this show, I would put Dina Toriello on a drum set with anybody because she is incredible. Um, April Samuels, I would put her on a drum set with anybody, especially in, you know, kind of that hard rock genre that she plays in. She is a monster player. I mean, they both are. Um, And, you know, in our pre-discussion, I was telling you, you know, I've reached out to all sorts of, you know, female drummers and for whatever reason, I, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, it, that the drum shuffle isn't as well known as some of the other podcasts. I don't know, but I've had several that have just passed, you know, and I don't know if, <laughs> if it's something that I've done or what, but um, I, I would love to have more female guests on the show, but there aren't that many well-known female drummers. And I'm assuming that you're hoping your film will change that to a certain degree. Yes, I think you've coined that very well, Jamie. I really hope to bring recognition to so many up-and-coming female drummers who may be in established bands, who are maybe doing well in their local community, or who may have some, you know, a considerable following locally, nationally, and even internationally, but still are not a, you know, a household name. Uh, I I will be interviewing them in the documentary, but there will also be feature footage of each of them drumming. So you'll see them in their milieu. You'll see what they really have to offer. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that'll be a game changer. And now, hey, wow. So when people say, who's my favorite drummer? It won't always be five men you name. <laughs> you may have at least one woman in the mix. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that's the way it should be. I, and, you know, I think rock music is special or, 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 or popular music, especially it has seemed to be that way. And it takes, you know, kind of an iconic artist like a Michael Jackson hiring Jennifer uh, Batan, you know, to be the guitarist in his band. Uh, Alice mm-hmm. Cooper with Orianthi and, um, you know, now Nita Strauss uh, in his band. You know, you're starting to see more and more of that. But beyond that, it's the cruise. You know, when you go to a rock show, in some cases, there are as many women on the crew as there are men, whereas 25 years ago, that would have been a very rare exception to see a woman crew member on a touring rock show. Um, you know, so so those walls and, and that ceiling is starting to be broken. But, you know, talk to us a little bit about where you started this film project and what did you learn over the course of filming it? Well, I'll, I'll backdate it to 2017 when I decided to create my first documentary. It was a mini documentary about 15 minutes long, focusing on local Canadian female drummers, maybe just a handful, six to eight of us. Um, again, it was because I wanted to bring more recognition and awareness of women in drumming and to, to share their stories. That I posted on Drummer Girls United, which is a Facebook page started by Tammy Mitchell Woods, a drummer, dedicated to bringing women and female percussionists from all over the world together in an online community. I posted my documentary there about a year ago, my mini documentary, and said, hey, you know, what do you think of this? Um, Some people have suggested I create a feature-length documentary and travel all around Canada and the U.S. 
Well, well, the response was overwhelming. I mean, dozens and dozens of women said, yes, it's so needed, Cindy. There's never been anything like this. We would love to get our names and you know, our stories out there. And how can we help? Um, so I was, I, again, I was like, wow. <laughs> I was so amazed, impressed, and honored that they, they wanted to be proactive and helpful and engaged. Um, so I decided, yeah, I'm going to go for this. I'm going I'm to start to planning my cross. U.S. and Canada treks, um, and see where we go. My first stop was January at, in Los Angeles, meeting, I met about a dozen women or more at the NAM conference as well as in different locations around L.A. And again, because their responses and their engagement and their interviews were so incredible, so engaging, interesting, and inspiring, I, you know, I was, I was really inspired to continue on. And here we are, I guess, another four or five months later. Um, just because of the overwhelming response, I've, I've moved to completing many of the interviews online as well through an online Skype type of, Skype type of interface. Sure. So I'd say I've interviewed a, couple, a few dozen women. That's fantastic. Now, is there a common thread? Is there, you know, because we all joke, us drummers, we joke amongst ourselves that, you know, there, there are some common characteristic traits that drummers share, um, you know, and, and I don't know that I want to go into all of those right now. And of course, you've heard all the jokes, the drummer jokes. But is there a common, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, is there a common thread amongst women who decide and girls who decide to take up drums as their primary instrument? The common thread I have found is that they have been the recipient of maybe some comments, some misperceptions. Uh, they've, I think everyone has told me a different story, but all similar in terms of, you know, comments like, oh, wow, you know, you're, you're really good for a girl. You do a guy's job really well. Um, or even earlier on, you know, maybe you shouldn't try drumming. That's kind of difficult. You have to be strong, et cetera, et cetera. So the common thread is there's, there is that kind of bias out there. It's still seen as a man's world. Um, but all these women said, you know, I'm going to plow ahead and, you know, so that you just see me as a musician, just as a drummer, not as a female drummer. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense. Um, amongst the women that, that you feature in your film, was there a lot of, um, uh, you know, formal training? Uh, you know, were these girls that were in the marching band, you know, playing snare drum and, and learning rudiments and things like that? Or, or is it just literally like everybody else that takes up drums all over the place? Oh, there's, there's really the range. I've got people who are percussionists in symphony orchestras on timpanis who you know, studied their whole lifetime. Others have gone to Berkeley. Others have been formally trained with, um, you know, famous male and female drummers. Some have learned on their own in their basement. Um, and, and some are, are just young girls at the School of Rock where I actually teach that have, have just started out themselves in performance groups. So I've got people as young as seven right up to, I think, 80. Oh, wow. And that's, some have even started drumming in their 70s. So that's amazing, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. Every time I see one of those stories, it just melts my heart. You know, somebody that says, I've always wanted to do this and now I'm going to, you know, post-retirement. I think that's fantastic because 
you know, if I live to retirement, <laughs> I don't know that I'm still going to be <laughs> physically able to play, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like I say my mom started at 52 and by the time she was 55, she was gigging around town with a jazz band. So, I mean, yeah, that's late, just, never too late. Yeah, that's just fantastic. So um, talk to me a little bit about um, the filmmaking process. Um, you, you know, people ask me all the time, they're like, okay, so how do you do the drum shuffle podcast? And it's real simple. You know, I just get a drummer on the phone, we record an interview, and then I spend, you know, several hours getting it all together and, um, you know, publish it, you know, Wednesday at noon, whatever the case may be. But, you know, I know that this was a very long project for you. You didn't do this in a weekend. Talk to me a little bit about the process of putting the film together. Well, I did at least have the experience of making that mini documentary. So I understood there's a process, there's planning, um, there's getting other people on board. There's, well, the first step, again, getting other people on board, getting buy-in was ensuring there'd be enough women interested and able to participate. So my first step was to send out a form to all these women, ask them to complete it. Are you interested? Are you available? Can you volunteer to you know, get involved with this? Um, and then the response again was maybe, I don't know, 60 women were <laughs> said yes, absolutely, from all over Canada and the U.S. So then my next step was to come up with a creative concept for the documentary. What are the central themes? Um, what am I trying to get across? What are the kind of subject areas, the hot topics I want to touch on? And putting that on paper for myself. And then the next step was to find the creative person who would do the film and the audio editing with me. And I, you know, I found somebody amazing in Bogota, Colombia. Oh, wow. A wonderful, yeah. Pretty cool to be working with someone in a different continent, you know, whose language is not English, primary language, still amazing. Uh, it hasn't uh, hindered him in any way. Uh, and he came up with the storyboard for the movie. Um, and sent me that mock storyboard. This is what the vision I think I have based on what you've told me, based on the few snippets you've sent me so far. And uh, I'm telling you, it's it's incredible. <laughs> you can get a little sense of it when you watch the trailer. You'll see some of that video mapping, uh, that woman who's shrouded on the kit, and, and she's going to be sort of the central figure throughout the movie. Uh, so once I had that storyboard, that that idea, that vision created, then I went out and I started conducting the interviews. And once each interview was done, I made sure those were uploaded to Dropbox, you know, sharing the content with the editor. And uh, all along, just reassessing where I am, the length, the, the storyline, uh, human interest, posting little vignettes online every week or so to, to gauge people's response. And make sure, you know, yeah, people understood what do they think of this. And again, the response was always so amazing and overwhelming and positive. People like, Cindy, this is incredible. Keep this up. So uh, I think that's the beauty of having social media nowadays, good or bad, right? right yes. You, get, you, can get, you can get instant feedback on what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I think that's a double edged sword as well. And, and I've kind of bemoaned the fact that, you know, rock and roll used to be mysterious. You know what I mean? You, you didn't know when your favorite band was was in the studio. You didn't know what studio they were at necessarily. Um, now I can tell you what any drummer had for lunch yesterday. 
You know, you, you know yes, what I mean? I know there's that too. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You, you know, so yeah. I, I guess it's good and bad at the same time, but getting that instant feedback that you're talking about, you know, wh- what has the response been thus far? I know it's been overwhelmingly positive, but you know, what are you hearing from the folks that are kind of taking in these, these snippets of the film? Emotional, actually. I would say there's a, a strong emotional response from women who said their voices haven't been heard. And thank you, Cindy. Thank you for bringing this to the forefront. Thank you for letting us talk about it. Um, it's generated dialogue and discussions amongst women, not just women, also men, drummers and non-drummers, who, who have been viewing the different snippets and stories and dialogue and discussions. Um, so I'd say impassioned and passionate and thought provoking and encouraging. They're saying, keep it going. You know, I can't wait till this comes out. Yeah. Well, I mean, just in watching the, the short trailer that I've seen, you know, I, I had a range of emotions, you know, the, the first feeling that I had was damn right. You know, the, the, let's let's stop being silly about this. And, I, you know, I don't know if there's such thing as male guilt or not. But, you know, I kind of thought back on some of some of my reactions when I go out to a club and see a fantastic female drummer playing. It's always one of mm-hmm. of surprise. It's like, oh, wow. You know, and it shouldn't be right. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know how else to 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 voice that. But it should be, wow, what a drummer, not just a, oh, I'm surprised it's a woman. Yes, yes, I know. I, I've got comments. I've gone on stage, and as I'm getting up there, someone yells out, oh, no, it's a woman. Now we're in trouble. Oh, oh like, my God. They think they're joking, but, you know, it's like they're like, wow. So, but you have to prove yourself. You have to be just a little better than a male drummer, I think, because now the expectation's there, right? Wow, let's see if she can do what a guy does. So some of these female interviewees have said, you know, I've made a point of doing it just that little better, just, you know, going that extra mile to make sure they know that there's no difference. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, you know, and I don't know why that is. Um, all I know is it's incorrect, you know, for sure. Um, and I don't know why there is that bias in the drumming community, but it certainly does exist. And, you know, by and large, the drumming community has been, uh, you know, I think more inclusive than most communities, historically speaking. I mean, you know, even during segregation in the South, it was very common for an African-American drummer to be playing at the VFW Hall, you know, and and nobody said anything about it. Um, Yeah. So, you know, there were never any raised eyebrows in that way amongst the drumming community. So what do you think it is about women drummers that creates that at least implied bias? Well, I talked to Roy Nickel, and I should preface this by saying that there are many you know, successful male drummers in the movie talking about this, the perception of female drummers. And he said when he was younger, he thought drumming, you had to be, you had to have brute strength, like being, he said, Neanderthal. Um, and that's kind of the perception of strength, is power, to lift, to play drums well. Uh, then, he, then he starts to realize it's really just about technique and strength is not a factor. 
So I'm, I'm thinking that it's still considered a guide instrument, right? So there's that element of surprise when they see a female on it, then that she does have the same capacity to play, to play the same power and at the same volume. Yeah. I, I just, again, I don't understand it. I just know that it even exists within me that I have this feeling of surprise, you know, and, and that's just, it's weird. And, you know, it's a human reaction, I think. Um, but, you know, again, there are, I mean, I could name two dozen women drummers right now that can drum circles around most men. So I don't understand why that bias does still exist within our community. And I think your film is going to go a long way to kind of break some of that stuff down. And I'm assuming that is a hope for you. Yes. Yes, I hope that that's the case. So I, I'm going to ask you then. So you say you're surprised when you see a female drummer. And then what's, what's your response? Are you then watching to see if she plays with the same kind of ability or are you just are you just happily surprised she's there? Usually it's just happily surprised, you know, but, I, you know, and I don't think that I would view any one person more critically than another, you know, whether it's, you know, race, religion, gender. Um, you know, I think a good drummer is a good drummer. A bad drummer is a bad drummer. And as far as I'm concerned, those are the two types of drummers. You know, there, there are good ones and there are bad ones. Um, and the bad ones just haven't become good yet. I, I think that potential is in anybody. When you took up the drums, you know, uh, and I'm not just I'm not trying to avoid your question, but I'm going to kind of turn it around a little bit here. When you first took up the drums, I'm sure you had friends that said to you, oh, well, I could never play the drums because I don't have enough coordination. Absolutely. Okay. Many said that. And many people say that to me. I could never do what you do because I don't have that much coordination. And I invariably say, when you were born, were you coordinated enough to walk, to run, to, to feed <laughs> yourself? putting it. Um, you know, no, no one has ever picked up a golf club for the very first time and hit a 300 yard drive right down the center of the fairway. Nobody has ever picked up a baseball bat and hit a home run the first time they ever touched the bat. Those are things it's muscle memory. Those are things you have to learn the proper techniques. You have to, you know, practice at it. You, you teach yourself four way independence. Uh, My basic uh, you know, I think the barrier to entry into drumming is, can you count to four? Yes, you can be a drummer. You know, anybody can mm-hmm. learn a two and four backbeat with an eighth note hi-hat pattern. If you just practice for a week, you should be able to do that. Anybody can do that. Um, you know, so I, I guess to ultimately answer your question I think bad drummers, when you see them out playing live, they just haven't become good drummers yet. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. That's a good point. So I guess, you know, I'm tying this back to the overall theme of the movie and what I'm hoping it will accomplish is that you no longer care when that person's on stage. You don't care if it's a male or female drummer. You just care that they're playing well, that you're enjoying the show, you're enjoying the music, and you don't notice any difference. And then there's no longer lists online of strong female drummers. There's just lists of good drummers, you know, people, <laughs> the top 10 drummers in the world. Uh, and there's not, they're not, there's no division anymore. It's all integrated. Absolutely. And, you know, I can't wait for the day when, 
you know, things like the, the modern drummer readers poll, you know, the hall of fame. I don't think we have a female drummer in the modern drummer hall of fame yet, but there are some that, that certainly belong there, you know, and, and you mentioned some of them, Karen Carpenter, certainly, uh, mm-hmm, Cindy, Cindy Blackman Santana, she, she should be in there. I mean, you know, uh, Terry Lynn Carrington for, for God's sakes, you know, there are just, there's so much that the, the general public doesn't realize. And I don't know if it's a marketing thing. I don't know if it's an awareness thing. Um, but you know, I can name a list of 30 great female drummers and the common Joe, who is not a musician, will say, well, I've heard of a couple of those. Wh- what is that about, you think? Yeah, well, people just know the couple of names. If I ask someone to name a female drummer, it's always Sheila E. or uh, Cindy Blackman, right? Um, I just think that, well, I'll give you another example. When I, I'd gone to a, a master class by Todd Zuckerman a couple of months ago, there was two women. There was 30 men and there was two women. And I went to one of Dennis Chambers a year ago, and again, I was the only woman. So I'm wondering if it's partly the onus should be on women as well to get ourselves out there more to, you know, to go to these high-profile clinics, to go to the NAM shows, to get it, you know, to be on your podcasts and to be involved in media so that people become more aware of we're out there. Because they're, they're, they're out there. They're just kind of maybe a little more shielded than the male drummers. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a you know a female characteristic. We're a little more modest, quieter. I don't know, and I'm hoping that's a theme that may emerge in this movie. Because again, it's not the, the responsibility is not just on all the men have to change their thinking and you know perceive women differently. We have to be there. Do we have you know take the bull by the horns and get out there promote ourselves? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I, I mean, I have yet to have a guest, either male or female, on this show, a drummer that didn't love talking about themselves. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> exactly. So I think maybe yeah, that's one maybe of those, one of those common uh, personality traits, you know, drummers are very outgoing people by and large, you know, and, and we're very a type personalities for the most part. You don't often see a really laid back drummer, you know I mean? You just don't, they're, they're always on. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm I'm sure hopeful that that your film is going to shed some more light on this because I think it is an area of the drum community that could stand for some improvement. No doubt about it. Um, you know, I was down in Nashville back in December uh, for Nashville Drummers Jam, and it was a tribute to Joey Kramer of Aerosmith. And of wow. Uh, of course, Sarah Tomek was there and she is in Steven Tyler's band, right? But hmm. she came out and did an Aerosmith song with this band. And I'm telling you right now, that woman can play the drums. I don't care if she is female, male, both gender neutral. It does not matter to me. She's just a badass drummer. That's all there is to it. And, um, you know, we talked for a little bit backstage and, and our schedules just haven't, you know, meshed to get her on the show. But man, what a player. And, you know, I think people just say, oh, well, I think Steven Tyler has a girl drummer now. They don't know her name. And that is criminal to me. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Yes, and be called girl drummers. <laughs> I know, I've heard that a lot throughout the process of making this film, too. Girl drummers, but okay. I yeah. Guess that that's the worst thing people are saying, you know. Yeah, but I mean, that's just kind of how it's always been, you know, referred to as, oh, it's a girl drummer. You know, I don't know that I've ever been called a boy drummer. You know, so no, it's you're just a drummer. That's right. So it's just one of those weird things that I think there's a lot that we can do. Um, Cindy, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, great interview. Um, all of my listeners are probably sitting there thinking, how can I get involved? What can I do? How can our crowd help you help the film? Well, thanks for asking, Jamie. We do have a Facebook page established, and on that Facebook page is a GoFundMe uh, site. So we are hoping to raise some more funds so that we can continue to finish the, you know, the production and promote the film and hopefully tour Canada and the U.S. and beyond with the movie and share that with thousands of people who I'm sure will be interested and inspired by it. Absolutely. So That's the page fan. is, again, the name is Beatkeepers Women with Rhythm. Okay. Fantastic. And... If anybody wants to connect with you, I'm assuming they can do that through the Facebook page. Absolutely. If they message, they send a message to the Facebook page, I'll receive that right away. And I'm pretty good at responding almost within a few hours, <laughs> even with time zone differences. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, um, one last thing that, that I do want to talk about just a little bit. Um, you had mentioned the Facebook group that you had shared your mini documentary to. Can you give us that name again in case anybody's interested in, in checking that out? Oh, yes. Uh, so there is, if you go on, well, if you go on the Beekeepers, you'll actually find the original documentary, the, my, my short documentary of two years ago on there as well. It's embedded as a video. Okay, fantastic. You only have one site to visit. We have a website as well. I do have an Instagram account for the Beekeepers documentary. So if you want to follow me, Cindy Goldberg Drummer, on Instagram, you'll get updates and little clips about the, the movie. Okay, fantastic. Um, all right, well, it's it's come to that time, Cindy. We ask all of our guests, uh, this is the, the big tradition on the drum shuffle, you got to give us a good piece of advice, uh, you know, and you may have an interesting and unique perspective on this. Most of the guests that we have on the show have been playing drums for, you know, 40, 50 years in some cases. Um, give us a good piece of advice uh, that us drummers can use in our day to day life. Well, I'll, I'll share some advice that people shared with me and I've acted upon it. Uh, take the call. Don't be afraid to take the gig. Even if it's a style of music you don't know very well, take that challenge because you'll become a better drummer, you'll become a better musician, and you'll have no regrets down the road. Yeah, that's a good piece of advice. Um, we've heard that one before from a lot of famous drummers. They say, you know, never say <laughs> no to a gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because awesome, there will yes. there will be a day that those calls don't come anymore. Trust me when I say that. So, um, Cindy, this has just been such an awesome hang. Thank you so much for coming on the drum shuffle. I do want to have you back once the film is out and you've started kind of establishing some of those dates where there's going to be screenings. We want to help you promote that. I cannot wait to see this movie. Please come back and tell us how everything's going once the movie hits the streets. Will you do that? 
Absolutely, Jamie. It's in my honor and privilege to be on your show, and I will definitely keep you apprised of the progress and the release dates. Fantastic. Cindy, I really do appreciate it. I hope you have a great afternoon and good luck with the with the rest of the film. Thanks again. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys and girls, that's going to wrap up episode 73 of The Drum Shuffle. I want to thank you each and every one for tuning in. We simply cannot do this show without you listening week in and week out. Many thanks go to Cindy Goldberg for joining me today. I cannot wait to see this movie. I think uh, it's just going to be phenomenal uh, on many different levels, but I think it's just really cool to have another documentary out there about drummers. So make sure you guys connect with Cindy via those social media links that she gave during the interview. You can also link up to her through thedrumshuffle.com. That is our web address. Our email address is the drum shuffle podcast at gmail.com, and we do answer every single email that we get throughout the week. You can find more information about me over at jamieeds.com. That's where you're going to find all of my social media links, and please feel free to connect with us that way as I do try to do some social media uh, each and every week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I, I sincerely thank you for that. We cannot do this show without you. If you want to help us out, send a link to a friend. That is the biggest thing you can do to help the drum shuffle continue to grow. And we certainly do appreciate it. So until next time, may your head stay strong and your sticks never break. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.